It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Once dubbed by Interpol as the world's most wanted woman, Lisa Marie Smith faced a possible death sentence when she was arrested and charged with drug smuggling in Thailand in 1996. When you go to a Thai prison, you face torture, death, disease and emotional devastation. Welcome to Hell. This is the podcast that tells of the pain Thai prisoners go through and how some of them have escaped. I'm Lisa Tate. I'm a journalist and a chronic podcast creator. This is my third true crime series. Welcome to episode three of Escaping Bangkok, the podcast. My name is Lisa Tate. I'm a journalist and podcaster who has been obsessed by the Lisa Marie Smith case since 1996, when I first saw it flash in front of me in the newsroom. This is a story that has lots of unexpected turns. Next week, we have the remarkable tale of one man who made an incredible escape from Klong Prem that no one thought was possible. Any Thai prisoner who would have seen me that night would have screened the place down, and they certainly would have informed on me. I managed to get my bamboo poles together. I had a little flashlight, held it in my teeth as I used the gaffer tape to make my two ladders. Found myself in at the back of one of the factories. I couldn't go out the way I came because uh, too much of a possibility of a guard going there, so I had to kind of break out of that factory through the back, down into the prison auto repair shop, under another gate, past the water tanks. So, are you ready to go down the looking glass? Today we continue our story of how a girl born in Melbourne, Australia, ends up on an international most wanted list. And just a reminder, I want to keep telling stories about the Bangkok Hilton. So if you'd like more episodes of this proudly independent podcast, you can gift us your support at escapingbangkok.com. In return, we have uploaded exclusive information and content. So start your support today and there's a link in the show notes. How did Lisa 
live for years in plain sight, undetected by global law enforcement. After Lisa jumped bail and fled Thailand, she was described by Interpol in 1998 as the world's most wanted woman, which, when you think about it, is a bit ridiculous. I think, personally, the Thais believe they lost face, embarrassed, so they were on a mission to find her and they were knocking on any door that they could to get support of law enforcement. Towards the end of the 20th century, police accelerated their attempts to find her, no doubt pushed by the Thai government. This is the final chapter of this story, where you will hear how Lisa, now aged almost 40, has found love. And again, she is not far from trouble, but this is not of her own doing. Now, don't forget to leave us a voicemail with your thoughts on escapingbangkok.com. But now we continue Lisa's amazing story, one which has many twists and turns. And if you haven't listened to episodes one and two yet, we suggest you start there. And just a reminder, Lisa Marie Smith, now aged 47, has not been found guilty of any charges relating to her time in Thailand. The statute of limitations and her arrest warrant are now expired. By 2001, law enforcement believes Lisa is in the British Isles somewhere. According to UK media, Thai officials were planning to have the now 25-year-old extradited from Britain. In 2002, the police in England also launched a fruitless television advertising campaign to find Lisa. Whilst there have been no updates on her whereabouts, police have said she hasn't accessed any bank accounts. Wow, that's not cheap. Advertising on television, they were really determined to find her. Hampshire's Sunday Southern Independent wrote, Interpol believed she was living in England as well. But this is an absolute red herring. But what they don't know is everyone is looking for Lisa in all the wrong places because someone back in Australia knows exactly where she is and they make it known in a very unusual manner. In 2008, a series of street art in Sydney, Australia was raising speculation that Lisa had slipped back into the country undetected. The signs, made of plaster and wood and posted on trees and the side of homes in Newtown, hint she may have returned to Australia via Ireland. One of the messages points out that Lisa is, and in quotes, a fugitive from the Bangkok Hilton, before cryptically adding McGuigan, travels Ira, that's Ireland, to Australia as though invisible. You see... Our artist knows exactly where Lisa is, and it's not Greece, Hong Kong, England or Western Australia. The plaques contain a lot of insider information and are raising more questions. It's not just random graffiti, it's a statement. So is she now known as Lisa Marie McGuigan? Because British police once believed Lisa had an Irish surname which may explain the McGuigan reference, which we went into on the previous episode. This is a huge clue. A third sign was on a small block of white painted wood that read, 
Lisa Marie Smith, I did it for you. Damien, look at me. Omen. The artwork is full of detail about Lisa and her Bangkok controversy. One piece includes the exact date of when she was mentioned in the Australian Senate. We've covered this previously and the information is not easy to come by unless you know how to dig into parliamentary records. There's even a reference number of the Senate debate on the artwork. This Mr Invisible is very well informed. Later in Newtown, on another power pole, a bizarre photograph depicting Lisa as a voodoo doll appears, bearing her date of birth. It also has handwriting similar to that in the other artworks. Next we have one of the standouts. It's a white tile in gold lettering and a two-dimensional cigarette. It reads, For Lisa Marie Smith, Free Bogan Chappelle, an apparent reference to an Australian woman jailed for drug trafficking in Bali. Now, I lived on that island and I'm done with telling the Chappelle story because I've told it many, many times. But if you want to know, check out any books. I'll put some links in the show notes to Catherine Benella's Bali works. She did Hotel K as well. So my child went to school with Chappelle's nephews But the parents at the Australian International School were encouraged to never mention it to anyone, especially to Mercedes, Chappelle's sister. And as I have a big mouth and ask some questions, (laughs) didn't go down well with the International School mums. There's another remarkable piece, which is quite poignant actually. It pops up outside the Vanguard music venue in King Street, Newtown. It says Alison Joy Gooch, 1996, Lisa Marie Smith, 1996. Now, Megan X reports that Alison Joy Gooch was killed in a hit and run around that spot in 1996. So what is the link between these two women? Well, Lisa left Thailand on bail on June 14, 1996, and Alison was killed in a car accident in Newtown on June 16, 1996. Meganex accessed a copy of the Glebe and Inner City News. Alison was hit by a car that hit a power pole before plunging through the front of the direct image store at 361 King Street. Later, the artist is claiming to have met Lisa at Newtown's trendy Marley Bar and the Gold Sovereign, which is today called the Darlow Bar. So what point do you think the artist is making? Please tell me. You can contact me on social media or leave a message on escapingbangkok.com. By 2011, police appear to drop the ball again because the media asked police about the artwork and the plaques dedicated to Lisa. The Daily Telegraph was told by a senior Sydney police officer... I haven't heard of anything like that, and if it was happening, well, I reckon I would have. Around this time, it seems as though police have stopped looking for Lisa. She can breathe easy for now, because it's revealed police had not known where she was for at least the past ten years, even though I have a photo of her at a softball event in 2012. you'll find in the members part of escapingbangkok.com. Meanwhile, Lisa starts to put down roots and lives a new life in guess where? Ireland! Yes, the Republic of Ireland, which I personally consider to be the most beautiful country in the world. 
By now, Lisa has fallen in love with a man of American-Irish descent. You ready for it? His name was Stephen Maguire. Not quite McGuigan, Maguire. He's said to be from New York and he's described as confident and humorous. You have to give our Sydney vigilante artist a hand because they told us about this relationship as early as 2008. They were slightly off target. Maguire was the surname. McGuigan, no. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. So life goes on. Does Lisa allow herself to drop her guard? By now, Lisa, living in plain sight, has an apartment in a suburb of South Dublin. She's starting to get productive with Stephen Maguire, and in 2010, Stephen and a Terence Smith of Australia set up a Dublin-based company called Hippities Limited. It's generally accepted this Terence Smith is Lisa's father. In 2012, the pair opened a wine bar and gallery cafe in the Temple Bar nightlife area of inner city Dublin. So get this, the woman with the Interpol red notice was running a business called Hippities in Upper Found Street Temple Bar, a rowdy nighttime destination. I've been to Temple Bar. The first visit was in 1997, and I've forgotten a lot of it. But I remember I had a lot of fun. But when I returned in 2003, I wasn't impressed. There was a threatening air, and I wasn't comfortable. Although I was mistaken for a Belgian nurse that night, which is the first time ever, and the highlight of my evening. The Huffington Post agrees with me, naming the area one of the world's most disappointing tourist attractions. But the area is charming during the day. The district thrives on artistic vision and features a number of independent galleries and performance venues. But the best thing about Dublin is undoubtedly the people. They are absolutely charming. Lisa's cafe itself is a piece of art. 
It looks straight off the set of Alice in Wonderland. There are lamps on the ceiling, brightly coloured, mismatched table decor, and wait for it, the most incredible mural in the bathroom. There is reason to believe the otherworldly restroom art is Lisa's tribute to Australia. Featured is the iconic Lunar Park face, which can be seen at amusement parks in Sydney and Melbourne. The cafe is full of homely touches. Crocheted tea cosies, flowers at every table, and there's even a cushion emblazoned with Keep Calm, Carry On. Outside the door, there are murals of dogs dressed as butlers and chefs. It's interesting that someone who was forced by circumstance to blend in most of her adult life opens a business that shines like a glowworm. And if the reviews are anything to go by, the cafe wine bar is a hit. There were individual pink roses on each table, floral wallpaper, vintage radios, lots of lights and scatter cushions. It was the perfect place to enjoy some good food and drink and have deep conversation with my other half. If I lived in Dublin, I'd probably pop into Hippodies for some lunch whilst doing some blog work on my laptop. It has such a relaxing atmosphere. Everywhere I looked, there was something interesting. I love the mismatched, shabby chic feel decor and all the artwork on the walls. The staff were really friendly and attentive. You could bring your dog, sit outside on a street-facing table and enjoy breakfast of scrambled eggs with proper espresso coffee. The couple is also considering other entrepreneurial missions. In 2014, a company called Bitvendo was planning to install Ireland's first Bitcoin ATM at Hippities to let users buy and sell digital currency. The company said the ATM will turn Bitcoin into cash in about 12 seconds and will be able to handle €10,000 in transactions each day. But when the ATM was about to be installed, the company behind the machine said the cafe owners had backed out at the last minute due to staffing issues. The couple seemed to own the cafe until 2017 when a development application was lodged for the site. It's now an upmarket seafood cafe. So I started asking people questions in Ireland. And Hippity's Cafe had a Facebook page. And Hippity's also sponsored a softball team also known as Hippity's. So I contacted the softball team. I never got a reply to my two WhatsApp messages, but the Hippity's Cafe Facebook page was removed. By whom I don't 100% know, but I've got a feeling it was either Stephen Maguire or Lisa Marie Smith. But when you are a reporter, there's more than one way to approach a problem. So there are many photos of the cafe online, its menus and its food. I have even found one of Lisa and Stephen in the cafe. Lisa is apparently a standout softballer and in 2012 won the most valuable player in Division 2. Stephen, who is a coach and known as Hams won a Team Comic of the Year award in 2015. But soon, a shocking and random act of violence brings Lisa's idyllic and secret life to a halt. Like the cafe walls, the sandwich boards outside Hippotes were also works of art. So when Stephen Maguire sees them being damaged by a bunch of youths, he asks them politely to stop. He was then attacked by a group of 25 youths, both male and female. 
The incident was caught on CCTV from the cafe and the vision is shocking. You can find a link in the show notes to that as well. Stephen was reportedly kicked and punched by the youths in what was believed to be part of a youth gang problem in that part of the city. This led to a police operation targeting antisocial behaviour in the Temple Bar area of the capital. Andrew Rule from the Herald Sun again wrote in 2014, the public attention resulting from that incident led to a tip-off to the Sun newspaper that Lisa was in Ireland and operating the cafe. By taking on the youths and complaining to Dublin Council, Stephen attracted attention his partner didn't want. If that ugly incident had not happened, Lisa Marie may have stayed under the official radar for many more years. So in July 2014, a local reporter who had been sitting on the information for some time approached Lisa at Hippodies. Lisa jumped into a car with her, quote, ashen-faced partner and sped away from the cafe. The story broke on the Monday morning in the sun and Lisa and Stephen did not show up at the cafe when the staff opened that weekend or on the Monday. Hippodies was closed all day Monday. One business owner in Temple Bar remarked, It is extraordinary that she is living here and running a business. She has been here for 15 years and has always been a party girl. She obviously thinks Dublin is safe. She's so comfortable she uses her real name. It's amazing she has gone undetected for so long. She has become a bit careless, talking about her past and appearing in pictures on the internet. By taking on the gang, Stephen attracted attention she didn't want. This is interesting. The Bangkok Post said Irish authorities were aware of Miss Smith's presence in Dublin, but they said it was up to Thailand to decide whether to pursue the drug trafficking. Stephen and Lisa Marie were described by one of their neighbours as friendly and dedicated people who worked seven days a week for 18 months to establish Hippodies. Lisa was extremely fortunate that Ireland did not pass her over to the Thais, although it seems as though the Asian country was not that interested by 2014 because they had other woes to deal with in the country. So once the media heat died down... Lisa and Stephen just went about their lives. Parents came to visit them. There are photos online of them at 40th birthday parties. A lot of softball photos, videos. So she did have a digital trail. And as I said, I did find a 2012 softball photo. So she wasn't completely cut off from the world. There was the business, which was in her father's name. And people should have listened to The Invisible Man me knew where she was exactly so who are they today what are they doing their names were on a 2017 development application for the fish cafe and for some extra seating but i don't believe they're operating the fish cafe they are still close to the softball crew in fact i saw photos of lisa just this weekend And they've possibly moved house again because their company address has changed since 2014. Next, we talk to the only Westerner to have ever escaped from Clompren Prison. The ladder was made of picture frames taped between bamboo poles from the one of the factories. My friend, a Swedish guy, pretended to take an interest in oil painting, so he's making up lots of picture frames. So you can imagine the rectangular frame made made good struts on the thing. 
But even that ladder, by the time I eventually got it, I mean, I, I managed to cut out of the bar just, only just uh, after about two o'clock in the morning. To find out um, more about this podcast, go no, to escapingbangkok.com or you can find me on Twitter at Lisa Podcasts. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can gift us via the link on our website to buy me a coffee. I'd really appreciate that. And also, it entitles you to exclusive content. I have exclusive photos. I have additional details. I have it all. This podcast was recorded on Warramai land. We acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this program was produced. We pay our respects to all First Nations people and acknowledge Elders past and present. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and be sure to come back next week. Until then, this is Lisa Tate and don't forget to ask yourself, could you survive a Thai prison? This is the Escaping Bangkok Podcast. If you're hungry for more, follow us, Escaping Bangkok Podcast, on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or visit escapingbangkok.com. 